With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's going on? It's time to huddle up. I'm Garrett Seawright. This is the Daily Huddle on Saturday Glory. Thanks for making us a part of your day. However it is, wherever it is you're doing so, we certainly appreciate it. If you can drop a subscribe, uh, give us a thumbs up on a YouTube video, give us a five-star review, however and wherever you listen to your podcasts, that will definitely help. And as you see from today's episode, we're talking about the college football playoff and, and maybe more specifically how the Pac-12 factors into or the demise of the Pac-12 factors into the future of the college football playoff and when we, we talked about it yesterday in the daily huddle that Washington State's president and, and you read the story on SaturdayGlory.com that Washington State's president says hey I would my, my preference and I think our preference is to retool the Pac, Pac-12 and that makes sense especially when you look at it in the context of the college football playoff where if you just add schools from the American Athletic Conference and the Mountain West to the Pac-12 and Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, and Cal, which I, I remain somewhat skeptical that Stanford and Cal want to be academically associated with some of those schools from the Mountain West or, or American Athletic Conference. When you look at it from a college football playoff perspective, that's best case scenario for Washington State and Oregon State and Cal and Stanford. Uh, and, and I think that is probably the motivating factor of, hey, yeah, is, is this the best path, best path forward for us? Absolutely, it is. One, you don't got to replace any logos on your gym floor or on your football stadium or any signage or uniforms or anything like that, and that's short-sighted. But the other side is if the top five conference champions are – put into the college football playoff, well, that's a little easier path than you drop down to the American or the Mountain West and the Pac-12 completely dissolves. So when you take a look at what the college football playoff looks like as a whole without the Pac-12, and again, this is operating under the idea that the schools in the Mountain West aren't just going to go like, so wait, we're going to dissolve our conference to join your conference when we could just add you two schools and we're not going to do that. And that's There'll be plenty of time to talk about all of that conference realignment stuff. But when you look at the under the guise of the Pac-12 going away, what does the college football playoff look like? How it's currently constructed for the Power Five is a problem for the Power Five. 100%. Because it opens the door for another group of five member to get in to the college football playoff. And that's not what the 
what power brokers. And I don't like I, I I don't want to come off as like there's a college football deep state. I don't want to do that. But they are cognizant of it's best for all involved if 11 of the 12 spots are reserved for the Big Ten, SEC, ACC, and Big 12. It's just a reality. They understand that that's best case scenario for them. So they're going to try to protect that at all costs. So the way it's currently constructed opens the door for a quote-unquote lesser school to find themselves in the top 12. And that's not great for them. But is anybody going to address that before it actually happens? Because let me tell you, the first time that a, and I don't even know a school off the top of my head, makes the playoff rather than 9-3 and Auburn or Clemson or Florida State or Iowa, because the way it's constructed these conference champions can get in automatically and you have a fluke upset in a conference championship game and somebody who was number five, for example, a few years ago, Ohio State played an eight and five Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game. And there's been times where I think UCLA, the first year of the Pac-12 championship was like six and six. They just so happened to win the Pac-12 South. And this has always been my argument against automatic qualifiers for conference champions is like, hey, should 8-4 and four Pitt be in the 12-team playoff if they get a fluke win over 11-1 and one Clemson in a conference championship game? No, probably not. Should a 7-5 and five Illinois beat Twelve and zero Michigan in a conference champion should Illinois automatically be in the big automatically be in the college football playoff? No, because for a sport that has always placed a super high value on the regular season, it's been slightly diminished. And I fought that argument for a while, but it's true to a point that the regular season has been slightly diminished by the college football playoff, where before every game was do or die and mattered immensely. And I still think it does, especially to a point in the 12-team playoff because the argument has been, hey, every game used to matter, and now with a 14-team playoff, it doesn't. It's going to get diluted even more with the 12-team playoff. And I disagree with that notion because in the past couple of seasons, there have been like two or three games that affected the college football playoff. You get your Alabama versus Tennessee. Does that have playoff implications? A hundred percent last year. Yes, absolutely. Ohio State, Michigan. Did that have playoff implications at the end of the year? Eventually, it turned out that the answer to that question was no, not really. So there are a couple of games that have big playoff implications. With 12 teams, there are going to be more of those games, which makes that more exciting, which makes it much more fun to watch, which makes the stakes that much higher. So I'm fine with that. But back to the original, will anybody address the elephant in the room before it happens? And I don't know that they will because things move at the speed of smell in college football. The sport's been around for 150 years, and it took 130 to be like, hey, you know what? It would be really smart if we settled who the best team was on the field. (laughs) So this idea that 
somebody's going to go, well, hold on a damn minute. Before we let Tulsa in the playoff, before Auburn, let's figure this out. And I think to a fault sometimes college football is reactionary rather than proactive in settling things before it becomes an issue. And so I don't, I, I, I do believe actually that this is one of those things that might get settled before the problem arises, that it might be one of those things that somebody's got enough foresight to go, hold on. Are we going to let the Mountain West champ into the college football playoff over, say, Notre Dame? Because the way it's set up, you get a fluke conference champion and a team that went 11 and 1 in the Mountain West. And a team that went 11 and 1 in the American. And all of a sudden, the SEC champ, which I don't think is likely to happen, or the ACC champ or the Big 12 champ in a fluke game, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that they're going, I think there's enough foresight to say, well, hold on a minute. We made these rules when the landscape was a little different. When Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, Oregon and Washington were members of a different conference. And now they're not. There used to be five power conferences, and you could make the argument, and hell, you might be right, of there's really only been four power conferences. But if the Pac-12 doesn't retool, there is definitively only four power conferences. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. So, can you get everybody on board enough to say, hey, things have changed, situations have changed, circumstances have changed, maybe we need to tweak these rules a little bit. But the group of five schools have no reason to want to change those rules because absolutely, of course, are they going to want a a more wide-open path to a college football playoff spot? Not just dollars and cents-wise, notoriety, recruiting, fundraising, NIL, all of those things skyrocket if you can put a team in a college football playoff, and it's best for everybody in your conference. So they're not going to want 
to make that change. So I find that dynamic super interesting because you're going to have the ACC, Big 12, SEC, and Big 10 angling for one thing with the Mountain West, MAC, Sunbelt, Conference, USA, et cetera, wanting a completely different thing. Now, do I think that it doesn't get worked out? No, of course not. Somebody will be bought off and everybody will be told, hey, you'll get a little extra cash at the end of the day if you're willing to concede this. And they will be, and it'll be fine. But because you're dealing with these dueling public relations nightmares of is the mid-American conference going to stand in the way of America's second favorite sport having like a real legitimate fun actual playoff? No, probably not. But at the same time, do those big four schools want to look like bullies on the block telling everybody, do they want to split up division one football? Not especially. So I find that dynamic super interesting and it'll be fun to watch that play out. I just think that it's going to actually be one of the first times where college football will go before we get this issue that turns into a massive story and people are upset about it. And then we look reactionary by fixing it later on down the line. So we, and, and they'll look bad if they let it get to this point, because nobody will care to fix it until it's an issue until a 10 and two school that is in the power five is left out because some fluke situation that both Boise state and SMU get into the college football playoff by some crazy happenstance. And then they'll look really bad reactionary going home. Oh, we got to make sure this doesn't happen again. The top four conference champions, no matter who they are, get in and then we'll let a fifth in and it'll be fine. Because right now when you say, hey, we'll let the high five highest rated conference champions in under the guys that there are these power five conferences, you go, okay, all right, we got this on lockdown. And if we don't, it's not a big deal. But if there are spots open now and there are extra doors open, it's not a great thing for the power five. And we could pretend that it's not just the power five invitational in the college football playoff, but I'm not going to spit on your cupcake and tell you it's frosting. On the flip side, if not everybody agrees to it, what happens then? The Big Ten and SEC feel one way, and the ACC, Big 12, and the group of five schools feel the same way, and there's an impasse. What then? I know I've seen Clay Travis had put out earlier this week of, hey, there's a chance that the Big Ten and SEC break off and create their own 12-team playoff. I don't think that holds water. I don't think the average fan will end up viewing that as the national champion. And I think that's worse for college football than a split AP slash coaches poll national championship. And I think we've been robbed of that too many times. And I think we know, I think the average fan knows like, hey, watching Nebraska versus Michigan in 1997 would have been badass. And we didn't get it for just tradition and pride says we don't get it. And I don't think anybody wants to see that again. I don't think anybody wants to see a situation where there is a 13-0 and Alabama and a 13-0 and Clemson, and they don't play because the Big Ten and SEC took their ball home. 
I don't think we're going to get to that situation. I've seen the the reasoning behind it. I just don't buy it. I don't buy that there is that much um, – is hubris the word? There's that much hubris that the Big Ten and SEC will say – Come on now, let's be realistic here. The national champion is going to come from one of our two conferences, so let's just go ahead and leave everybody else out. I don't think that happens. But when money becomes the only motivator for you, I don't think you can rule it out. But but I, I think you have to question it a little bit of like, is this a realistic possibility? Yes and no. I just don't see a scenario where that happens. Where I think there's enough adults in the room and enough self-awareness to go, Hey, hold on. Um, this might not be in our best interest. This might not be great. So let's go ahead and take pump the brakes a little bit because I just don't see where you get so short-sighted that you can't see the benefit of the game as a whole because there are people and, and I understand it to a point that have, become less college football focused because they don't like the direction of the game. And I understand that they don't like the business side of it. They don't like the changes outside of what happens on Saturdays in the fall. And I get that. And I think you got to be somewhat cognizant of it, but it would be a gigantic thing. If the big 10 and sec said, we're just going to come over here. We're going to create our own championship. And then everybody else is playing for their own little trophy. I don't think that's good for the game. I don't think it's good for the Big Ten. I don't think it's good for the SEC. It might only be good for Fox and ESPN. And when you've been told that that's what matters, you can get hypnotized by that. But I just I, I think there's enough brain power or lack thereof to say, hey, this isn't great for the sport. Now, college football has shifted in the last 10 years or so where you know everything is focused strictly on the playoff. For better or worse, everything is focused on a playoff. And I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. But if you care about the perception and the goodwill, which you could argue maybe the Big Ten and SEC don't with the pillaging of Texas and Oklahoma and Oregon, USC, UCLA, Washington, that they might not care about perception and goodwill. The reports were that the Big Ten didn't want to cannibalize the Pac-12 because of the perception that they were the predators, they were the aggressors. And I, on Twitter, I had said, hey, listen, everybody knows you're the predator. Everybody knows you're the aggressor. College football is a business. It just took 130 years for everybody to figure that out. But if you're worried about the perception or the goodwill, you're going to easily be seen as the villain if you are the SEC and Big Ten and take your ball and say, hey, we're going to put that trophy over here, and that's going to be ours, and everybody else can do what they want to do. But we're going to have our own invitational at the end of the season, and we're going to put it together, and we're going to crown a champion. You're going to affect the sport in a negative way, and that will affect your bottom line years later and i hope i, I, I and maybe i'm just naive maybe i just think that there's enough brain power in those meetings for someone with enough cojones and enough gravitas to say hey i don't think this is a great idea and here's why and for that to sway a room here or there 
I think that matters. And I think there's at least somebody smart enough to say, we've got to come to some agreement. And I think we've seen that ability uh, when the playoff expansion was off because everybody's feelings were hurt that Texas and Oklahoma went to the SEC and they didn't tell anybody. Eventually they got to a consensus and a decision. I imagine that it will be easier this time around. One, because the zombified corpse of the Pac-12 isn't in that room like the Big 12 was, where the Big 12 was the conference going like, wait a second, our two biggest brands are leaving, and I don't know what our path future is. So hell no, we're not going to agree to playoff expansion. You don't have to worry about the the decaying corpse of the Pac-12 standing in the way. I don't think you're going to end up seeing another um, historic alliance because that worked out really well, the old historic alliance between the ACC, Pac-12, and Big Ten. I don't think you're going to see one of those. I think, and, and I've angled for this, I, uh, should there be just like a commissioner of college football? Yeah, because getting everybody to pull in the same direction is really difficult, and really difficult isn't fun. But I think there's enough brain power to go, okay, when you look at it this way, is it in the Big Ten in Big Ten's best interest to create a side playoff with the SEC? Is it in the SEC's best interest? I think on both levels, the answer is no. That doesn't mean that there won't be people on both sides pushing for different things. But I think you come to the realization at some point that that's not the best thing for the sport, for your conference. Might be the best thing for your TV partners, but it's not going to be the best thing for the sport overall. And for a sport that is growing incredibly more regionalized, that's going backwards. There's not a sport in America today that's like, you know what? I wish we were only really popular in the Southeast and the Midwest. Doesn't exist. Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL. No one is thinking like, ah, man, you know what would be cool? Is if we're only good, if we're only really well-liked in two areas of the country. So it's a step backwards for the sport. It's a step backwards for the game. And I think that there's somebody with enough foresight, wherewithal to say, hey, this isn't great. And we have to look out for the game as a whole rather than our own pocketbooks, our own bottom dollars, our own donations from boosters, facilities, et cetera. And maybe I'm naive in that. But I think the third part of the, the issue is the TV deal. And I think there's going to be a sobering reminder to these conferences that you're probably not going to get as much money for an expanded playoff as you thought. ESPN has the rights to the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. So they have, what is that, six? Seven of the games? Seven of the 11 games? So there will be a first round that are on, on campus stadiums that will conceivably go to a second network. Now ESPN, uh, Burke Magnus, is, their kind of head honcho basically said, Hey, we we think that there should only be another network. It shouldn't be okay. So ESPN has the quarters, semis, and finals, and then CBS 
NBC and Fox each have a first round game or whatever. Take that with a grain of salt. Of course, they only want one other network to work with. Um, and, and I think that legitimately might be the best path forward TV deal wise is we're going to alternate who's got what. Um, but as it sits right now, ESPN has the bulk of the college football playoff. So the second network is going to get the first round. Some of those first round games aren't going to be huge juggernauts. They're, they're just not. Especially you can get a bad year where if you get a Cincinnati versus Boston College. Now, that, obviously, that's not a matchup that's likely to happen. But if you get a lesser, you get a Vanderbilt versus Illinois, again, not likely to happen. But if you get a smaller uh, a smaller fan base without the name cachet, and plus you're going to have a group of five conference champion, it's not great. It's not a great spot for a TV network to be ponying up hundreds of millions of dollars for those four games. And they're not going to be in great TV windows either. So I think when you look at all of those things combined, when you say, okay, you're, it, the chances that you're going to get a USC, Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, Florida State in those first four games isn't great. You're probably not looking at a super marquee matchup where you just got two titans of the college football world matching up in the first round. That's going to draw, you know, 16 million viewers or something like that. Like it's, it's just probably not going to pull that number. It's probably not going to have the impact that you, and from strictly a football perspective, it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. But from a TV perspective, it's going to be slightly better than a really big, Saturday, big noon Saturday. And I'm I'll just I, I think Fox is the other is the other network that airs the first round. Just because um NBC, are you gonna put you gonna put college football games that you haven't all like you're gonna put college football playoff games on USA network? Probably not. They're gonna be college football playoff games on CBS Sports Network and Nickelodeon. Not likely. But Fox, you get Fox, FS1. It's a nice little combo to put games on. Honestly, NBC would be like, okay, we're going to put games on Peacock. People will be more angry than they already are, which I don't understand. Like, I got Peacock for, I think, $2.13 a month during a special. It's $2.13 a month. It's not that bad. Um, now I realize it's probably gone up in price since the last year. But thankfully, it was Days of Our Lives. It's Days of Our Lives, the show that was on NBC for 100 years, and then they moved it to Peacock. I didn't. I don't care about Days of Our Lives, but when the special was $2.13 a month, yeah, I'm, I guess I'll go ahead and sign up for that then. But, sorry for the diatribe, but when you look at you're probably not going to get the dollar figure that you think you are already by not having the Pac-12 in the college football playoff, it will shuffle things a little bit. And it also, I think, will start to kind of pucker up some of those power five 
school conferences, some of the power five schools, the conference commissioners, things like that, that go, wait a second, we're not going to get the dollar figure that I thought we were going to get. And also we're opening the door for a quote unquote lesser school to come into our invitational. This is not the best case scenario for us. So we've got to figure this out, but it all goes back. I think to Washington state saying, Hey, we want to reestablish the PAC 12. Of course you do. One, you probably think that that Apple TV deal is still on the table for you when it's likely not. If you're saying, okay, instead of Arizona and Arizona State and Utah and Colorado, we've got San Jose State and Fresno State and Wyoming. It probably doesn't have the same dollar figure attached to it. But when you look at, hey, we like our chances to get into the college football playoff better if we add to the Pac-12 rather than drop down somewhere else it makes sense but when you put all the things together there's gonna have to be a consensus built and there's gonna have to be an agreement getting everybody to pull in that same direction is difficult because everybody's got competing interests when you have created a college football world where the only thing that matters is the college football playoff you then can't be upset when the only thing people prioritize is the college football playoff and money. So I don't know where they go from here, but it's going to be really interesting to watch, I think, because there's going to be a faction that wants the rules rewritten. It's going to be a faction that's just a-okay with how the rules sit right now. That'll do it for today's edition of the Daily Huddle. Again, thank you for making us a part of your day, however it is wherever it is you do so certainly appreciate it give saturday glory a subscribe a thumbs up on youtube and give us a five-star review like us share us with your friends however you can help us out we certainly appreciate it i will catch you tomorrow still got time to talk about why it's not a big deal that your favorite team hasn't named their starting quarterback yet and also why is Jim Harbaugh saying no thank you to a plea deal with the NCAA? I got a couple ideas, and we'll share them later in the week. We'll catch you next time right here on Saturday Glory.